It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And welcome to the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast for June 29th, 2022, Season 5, Episode 12. And it's your host, the co-host, Paul Damasi and the Baseball Fanatic. And it's all brought to you by who, Fanatic? That would be Coach's Corner. That's right. We're part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Five shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Of course, two podcasts. We got the Hot Grits Podcast which they came out with their 121st episode. And then you got us, who's been doing this for five years. This is our uh, 12th episode this season. I don't know how many podcasts we've done. Who cares? Oh. We're in season number five. All as I know, I don't know who's on first base. That's all I know. I'll never know. I'll never know. Then we can't forget about our three live shows. Of course, every Wednesday night from 6 to 7 o'clock, we got the Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, and the producer, Lawrence Bennett, with Rubbin' and Grubbin', the original show on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Check it out. All things NASCAR. Then, of course, yours truly on Saturdays from 9 to about 10.30 to call the Massey Sports Report, talking all local, all the time, all sports, having fun right here in the Sound Garden at Coach's Corner. And then the last live show, once a year, the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers, all things Masters, five straight days, unbelievable show. Check it out on YouTube. Go to the 19th hole because those three live shows are all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network also. So, but once again, we're here talking about Major League Baseball. We're here talking about the Braves. We're here talking about local guys, the Savannah Bananas. And like usual, the last inning is always a kickoff with trivia between the coach and the baseball fanatic. And the coach is holding his own this year. You baseball are. fanatic, five wins, it's coach three wins. And of course, we got three ties, like we're kissing our sisters. But you know what? It's a lot of fun, and that's what the Long show's season. all about. Don't forget, this weekend in the Sound Garden, we got Cowboy. Who's Cowboy? I do believe it is the local tribute to Kid Rock. Go out there to eventbrite.com and get yourself some tickets. If you love the music of Kid Rock, you're going to love this show. Out in the beautiful Sound Garden built by John Henderson. The confines of the Sound Garden. It's very, it's very, yeah, it's very friendly, by the way. So, all right. How do the innings work here? We play one, two, three, four innings. First inning, we go around the horn. We talk about the division races, and we throw a little twist to it. Tonight, we're going to throw our own twist, great article on the internet, about how about let's change up the divisions. Instead of going with the normal boring divisions, let's change them up, okay? And there's some good reasons to change them up if you want to do that. But we know Major League Baseball, they're stuck in cement. They're not going to do anything like that. But we're going to do that tonight. So we're going to change the divisions as we go around the horn. Second inning, I got to bring the Band-Aids out. We're going to be talking uh, Braves baseball, the Braves chop, okay? A lot of injuries, a lot of guys that are hot. So we'll get to do that in the second inning. In the third inning, we'll talk about the local guys trying to make it to the big league, or there is one guy in the big league. Okay, and then, of course, we got to talk about the bananas. There's nothing better than Savannah than the bananas. So we'll talk about them hot 20 and six on the season. They're up in Willington, North Carolina, taking on the Sharks. Okay, we got to go against the Sharks. And of course, our favorite inning. Well, it's all our favorite inning, but we'll do a little trivia. The coach against the fanatic, two innings, 
two questions each. If we're tied, we go to a tiebreaker. If it's tied, we kiss our sister. All right, here we go. Inning number one. Let's go around the horn with the standings like we ever do. Every, well, like we do ever, ever do. Like we do every week. We start in the junior circuit. So we're going to go over the division, and then we'll tell you how we're going to rearrange this division. So once again, Chankies, two games they couldn't find a hit. They couldn't find a run, but they still got the best record in baseball. Yep, uh, six and four in their last ten games. They got a three-game winning streak right now. Best record in all of baseball, fifty-five and twenty. And you got two other teams that are going that would be in the wild card round if playoffs started today in the Toronto Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox. But the Yankees are holding court. Great pitching, just complete. I mean, unbelievable power. And I mean, they find ways to get things done. Yet a walk off by the judge the other day. And, I mean, they're leading the majors right now in home runs total. So, a little bit of power and bringing back the original name of the Bronx Bombers. I'll tell you that right now. So Okay. But, hey, don't forget, you said three teams are in the race. Two have a shot at the wild card. There is a third team. Tampa Bay is not out of this yet. Tampa Bay is definitely not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. They're 14 games out, but they're seven games up right now. And they are in the hunt right now for that wild card spot. You could potentially have four teams out of the East that are playing October baseball with the expanded playoffs. All right. So now we're going to rearrange the AL East. I'm going to go first. Okay. No, you, I'm going to start yeah. off, of course, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. You need to have that. And I mean, I want to pick that. And I mean, great article that we're getting our basis from right now. John Schlegel, staff writer for right. MLB.com. He writes this. And, I mean, his whole pick, you know, if I'm looking at this correctly, you want to keep the Yankee and Red Sox rivalry the way it is because that's the way it should be. And also, a couple interesting picks. Didn't let me finish it. yet. Of course I, I did. I want to give you mine. You want to give me yours? I'm sorry. I'm just reading off the thing. I'm Go not ahead, reading off the thing. I'm giving you mine. I want mine. Do Call the Mossies, okay? Do I it. want the Got coach's the pick. Okay, I'm going to go to Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, the Marlins. And the Nationals. Okay. That's my division. All right. little interesting there. Okay. Because, I mean, that doesn't doesn't really get away from the whole, you know, the, the pick of the writer in this article. Now, what I want to hear, obviously, the picks that you made make a lot of sense to me. I want to see, why did you pick the Marlins? Well, I really wanted to get the Marlins and the Devil Rays together. Sorry. Sorry. Not politically correct. As long as this show's got no, it's not. It's still a fish. Who cares? I wanted to get the fish, the Marlins, and the other fish, the Devil Rays, in the same uh, division. I couldn't squeeze them in there, but I figure let's let's change it up. Why do we always have to have the, the same national teams in the National League and the same American teams in the American League? Let's 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 fish it up. Let's 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 get a little uh, different wave going on here. I you know I I wanted to get Tampa Bay. I you know, then I'd have to take out, of course, the Orioles, but the Orioles are close to the Nationals. The Marlins are close to the Devil Rays. The Yankees are close to the Red Sox. I just couldn't fit the Devil Rays in there, but that I want to keep it close. I want rivalries. Yeah, and I like that a little bit also because you look at a giant... A little body. bit? A little bit? What am I, Nemo? The little guppy in, uh, you know, Finding Nemo here? Well, just keep swimming there, buddy. <laughs> My thought is this. I like the idea of your Marlins pick, and that's the one that makes the most sense for me. At, for your pick uh i didn't really make a true pick out of this you know i'm just kind i mean i could see several different scenarios with this i like the idea of the marlins being in this division strictly because you also have a huge 
you know, expat New Yorker community, you know, and you also have a lot of people from New England that are down in Florida that are usually going to these games basically when the Yankees and Red Sox are in town. It's good for revenue. It's good for maybe a smaller market. Not saying that the Marlins are with all their money, but I think it's an interesting pick. All right. Do you have yours or are you going to stay with what the writer threw out there? I agree with the pick that, uh, that the writer made on this. I like what, the what idea. What was his five teams? His five teams were the Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, Nationals, and Indians. Now, uh, the Nationals, I, I'm kind of okay with it just because, you know, it's halfway in between. I really think more from a revenue standpoint, um, why you would want to keep the Indians in there. And the thing that Cleveland wants, keep the keep that stadium filled. You got big fan but, base. But wouldn't you get a big better – wouldn't you get a big draw with the Orioles and Nationals, which are only, what, 100 miles apart? Well, that's what I was leading to. You get a battle of the beltway, and you get the best rivalry in the American League. You throw the Indians in there for good measure because – they are a, you know, they're a long-standing fan base. I'm with you there. Sorry, right. that went a little long. Go ahead. We're gonna go long. We always go long. We always, we always talk go baseball. long on the first. One? We, not we, talk, always... we always go yard when we talk baseball. So how can we not keep on doing this? Okay. All right. AL Central. Okay. Uh, the Twinkies and the Guardians. Hey, you know they got the same amount of losses. So even though the Twinkies are up three games, that loss column is pretty impressive with only 34 losses for the Guardians, who have nobody. Yeah, they really don't. You got J-Ram, you got Jose Ramirez, who's an absolute stud that loves playing in Cleveland. That really is your only big piece right there to note for anybody looking at them on a national level. They're only three games over 500, but they have had a lot of games uh, canceled, rescheduled. And when the big double headers come later in the year, they'll get a chance to make up some ground. But hats off to the Twinkies. They're holding, you know, holding serve right now with a bunch of underachieving teams. Of course, the White Sox can't figure out a way to, I mean, their manager, I guarantee you, has cost them five losses. Right. And by the way, Tony, this ain't 1983 anymore. Get it together. <laughs> and, all right. Uh, quickly, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, was it Chicago or was it Minnesota that just lost their best pitcher? I was about to say, but like, it depends on who you, I mean, it would not be the White Sox. I can tell you that right now. So didn't someone just lose one of their top pitches in the Central? I'd have to go back and check, but I didn't see really any major injury coming out of the Central right there. I could be totally missing this. All right, you go first. What's your AL Central now? Okay, I like the idea from the article. I'm sorry, I'm sticking with the article. You made your picks. This makes too much sense to me. I like the idea of the North, just like, you know, John Schlegel said, you know, you put the Mariners, the northernmost team, you put the Twinkies, the Brewers, which always kind of had a little bit of a rivalry with the Twinkies being Minnesota and Wisconsin, the White Sox and the Royals. Geographically, it makes sense. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just, I, I like the idea of this. I like it having these teams go out to the West, go out to the northernmost city in the major leagues and play in the Mariners. What do you okay. think? Okay, my central picks. Okay, and I know I, I, I wanted to keep the fish with the fish in Florida, but I couldn't. So I went with the Indians, the Twins, the Brewers, the Astros, and I threw Tampa Bay in there because that was the closest I could get to a geographical uh, situation. So I know the Indians, uh, you know, they could probably be with Cincinnati somewhere, but I like them staying with the Brewers because it's not that far away. Uh, you know, and the Twins and Astros, I just put it there because that's, you know, in the, you know, Astros, I don't know why they're in the West, in the AL West, but that's what was my thinking. So, 
the only tough part. Texas. Yeah. The only tough part I had was Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay was a little closer to the Astros. So I figured it would work out. But the coach would go to Indians, the Twinkies, the Twins, the Brew Crew, the Brewers, the Astros who like to cheat, and the Fish. <laughs> I love that we throw, have to throw that in for every show. But I think you can we, we can all agree that the Twins being a legitimate regional rivalry with the Brewers makes sense. All right. Now we go out to the West there, buddy. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go to the West. Of course, the team that should be in the NL is now in the AL. The Astros got a nice 11-game lead on the Texas Rangers. The Angels, I mean, they're five. They're still playing 500 baseball. The Mariners, not bad, 7-3 and three over the last 10 games. And the Athletics are just the Athletics. They're like the Orioles. They're just going to be in the cell of the whole year. Oh, no, they phoned it in. And honestly, there's a lot more talent on that Baltimore club than there is in Oakland. Nobody's really shocked here. Uh, utter frustration in, you know, in Orange County. I mean, you can see it on the face of Mike Trout. You have this generation's Babe Ruth, and you have arguably the best player in the game right now, and they can't figure out a way to get it right. They're 12 games back right now, two games behind the Rangers, and Houston has taken advantage of it. You got a young Mr. You know, Jordan Alvarez goes out and gets himself some new paper, keeps helping them win, a lot of power on that ball club. Seven and three over their last 10. They're basically just phoning it in at this point. And I know it's early, but they're walking away with this division. All right. So what's your uh, AL West division? Okay. I'm sticking with the article here, and I like the all-California division. And uh, basically, that'd be like, hey, I'm taking Southwest, and I'm saving a lot of money going to these different cities. Giants, Dodgers, Athletics, Angels, Padres. And honestly, I mean – I would like that. At least one California team is going to make the playoffs. And there could be a lot of bandwagon jumping here, according to the article. So and I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of cool with it right now. You have so a history. You're going to gonna, you're gonna take the Giants and Dodgers and the Padres, who are NL franchises, throw them in the American League, and add who else? Well, the Athletics and the Angels. Why can't you just keep them in the NL? Because we got three... NL franchises. Well, that's very fair. What do you think? I mean, I like it, but I'm I'm putting them in the NL. I'm going that that I love that division, but I'm going to put them in the NL West. I'm going to keep the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres where they've been forever, and then add the Athletics and Angels. Okay, I literally just said that. But you said American League. No, I. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Did I say that? Okay. You, okay. you said that. I, I would love. All right. So let's change it up. What do you, what did he say about the NL West? Is that who he has in his article? Believe it or not, actually in the article. And that's what kind of fooled me. He wanted to make a new AL West. And I mean, what I was trying to get into, I don't like the idea of having classic franchises moving leagues like that. Right. So I know. Why, why are you moving the Giants, the Padres and the uh, and I, Dodgers? I would not. No, that would bother the living hell out of me. I'll tell you that right now. So but, who do we uh, have in the AL West? Well, who are we going to put so out there? In the honestly, AL? like, I don't know what you would do with a new AL West. You're going to have at least two or three teams that are going to have to jump a league. But what I disagree with in this article is the fact that he would want the Dodgers and the Giants to go to the American League. Right. Please, help me out here. Help there me There you go. It. You fixed it. All right. <laughs> 
no, I just I I I've read it through several times. I know it's in my brain, and it has frustrated the hell out of me. Come, but it's fun though, trying to come up with a good and good AL West. Well, we still got the Mariners, right? We haven't have said anything about the Mariners. We haven't said anything about the Rangers. Okay, uh, you know, if you want to go your all California team, of course you got to keep the Athletics out there. Uh, so you know, I mean. That's the one division that's going to be tough is to get to AOS. I would right. say that because there's the argument of doing an, an, a new – moving some National League teams around, which you shouldn't be, or doing some sort of NL or AL South, which will not work. And that would involve the beloved Braves. I think – I mean, I get the idea. Hey, guess what? They're all Southern teams. It ain't going to work, kid. All right, let's go. We're going over here. Okay, quickly. We're going let's way over out- here. Let's this has out. been hurting my brain for six hours. Let's go back. To, I knew it would get you going. Hopefully, oh, it did. Hopefully, it'll affect you in trivia. All right, let's go to the NL West, okay? So, <clears throat> Dodgers uh, one game over the Padres. The Giants have fell to five and a half out. They're at three and seven this week. Uh, Diamondbacks and Rockies, we won't even talk about that. I mean, they do both got the same identical record. They got 34 wins. They're not as bad as the Reds, the Orioles, and the Athletics or the Nationals. So, not a pretty bad division uh, with teams that are playing uh, – yeah, good baseball. Yeah, I was about to say you got the most, you know, I would say because it's a three-team race, it's the most competitive division in the National League. Of course, the Dodgers best record in the National League, one and a half games up on the San Diego Padres, and the Giants still sniffing about. They've gone 4-6, kind of had a rough 10 days or so right now, picked up a big dub the other night. Um, you know, this is still a playoff caliber team right now. It's a three-team race. Dodgers still ahead of the class. All right, so uh, I'm going to stick with, like I said, my my NL West would be the California division. Giants, Dodgers, Athletics, Angels, and Padres. Okay, and I'm fine with that. The fact that the article says make that the new AL West, that's a load of crap. That needs to be a National League division. That's a load of malarkey. we got to keep this a little clean. I was about to say, I said crap. (laughs) Not the other word. I even did my Chicago accent. Consarnet. All right, let's go to the Central quick. This is the near and dear division to you. Brewers are holding a one-game lead over the Birds, the Cardinals. Uh, Pirates have overtaken the Cubs. And then, of course, forget about the Reds. Yeah, I was about to say, well, forget about – I mean, we're playing the Reds tonight. I'll tell you that right now, stinking up the joint. So, But the the Brewers continue to pitch well. The Cardinals continue to hit well. A lot of impressive rookies on that Cardinal ball club. I'll tell you this, but, um, yeah, I mean – Pittsburgh, they're having some fun. They're winning a couple of ball games. That's not a winning ball club. They're just getting a little bit lucky. It's going to come back and bite them in August. (laughs) There's only two good teams in this division. We'll leave it at that. All right, my central division. This is my central division. I know this is going to get you excited. The Tigers, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the White Sox. How do you like that? How do you like that division? I could get down with that division. That makes sense, not just from just a geographic standpoint, but you look at, you know, rivals right there. You look at teams that have played each other in World Series, and you keep the Cubs and Cardinals rivalry together. The Red Legs are still in there. They're a classic franchise. And I like the idea of having more than just two games, you know, when you talk about the crosstown with the Cubs and the White Sox. I like that a lot. I knew you would. I knew I did something good tonight. All right, last division. We got to get out of here. We're running way over time. We're in the NL East. Uh, of course, the Mets are hanging in there. Right now, it's three and a half games because they lost. 
Uh, if the uh, Braves win tonight, it's down to three games, and I'm going to blow his bubble right here. As the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson told you three weeks ago, Braves fans, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. So what do you think about the division right now? I wouldn't worry too much if you're an Atlanta Braves fan. The only thing I would worry about a little bit is the fact that you're going to be getting some starting pitching back with Max Scherzer very soon here. Keep an eye on that. But the Braves need to continue to find ways to win ball games. They get a big series coming up after they finish up with Philadelphia this weekend against Cincinnati. Win the games you are supposed to win despite injuries, and we'll get into that in our next segment. NL East, you give me your uh, choice first. The new, uh, the new NL East. I'm trying to figure out a way that you could actually do this. I want to find a way to keep New York and the Braves sticking together. I could I see it. Washington going away. I could see Miami going away. Logistically, it. it's going to be really tough. What do you think? I really the struggle Mets, with it. The Mets and the Braves. The Phillies and the Pirates. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I had to throw them in just like I didn't know where to put Tampa Bay. I threw the Blue Jays still in the uh, – I threw the Blue Jays not in the AL East, AL East. I kept them in the NL East. You can make arguments for that club in both leagues, kind of like the other teams right. we left out with the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. You know, you could throw well, – that's, that's the, the AL West. You got the Diamondbacks. Yeah. You got that the Rockies. Was, that was my point I was getting to. I would take those two and flip-flop them into the AL. Well, it's, it's a lot of fun trying to come up with the idealistic – we could spend uh, all day on this. Oh yeah, we could spend all we week. Can fight, we can fight about it. So, uh, but right, right away, as we said, the Braves are in it, and that's the end of inning number one on the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and of course the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson, and it's all part of the Coach's Corner Network. And remember, Coach's Corner is all sports, all food, all fun since 1991. But now we have all music every weekend here in the Sound Garden. Friday night, we got Drop Kick Turbo uh, at 7 p.m. Go to Eventbrite to get your tickets, $10 ticket. Then on Saturday, we got Carpool, the Cars Tribute Band. So remember, every Saturday night is a night to remember in the Soundgarden. Go get your tickets at Eventbrite.com. All right, here we go. Inning number two now. We're going to go a little bit, and we're going to chop up the Braves. And believe me, the Braves are getting chopped up because... A lot of injuries, okay? Before you break them down, here we go. This past, well, we'll go from January 15th. Ozzy Albies, he's out with a uh, left foot injury, uh, fractured. He'll be out 60 days. Then we got uh, Rosario. Believe it or not, he's been out forever, but he's going to get a chance in, uh, on Saturday and uh, get into a game against AAA, with AAA Gwinnett, the Stripers, okay? Yep. Then uh, Tyler Matzik, he's supposed to begin rehab Monday in single A. All right, and of course, last night, Kenley Jens- Jensen, Jensen, we found out has something wrong with his, what, his uh, back or something? Oh, sorry, no. a regular heartbeat. Yeah, it's an irregular heartbeat. It's a situation he dealt with. It's a condition he dealt with with the Dodgers. You know, they were able to diagnose that he has uh, AFib um, that luckily was able to be treated. Of course, right now he's got uh, 20 saves and 24 chances, but that's at least two weeks to get him back. Uh, so that you're going to be looking to lean on a guy like Will Smith or AJ Minter uh, during uh, during the stretch here, but uh, yeah, it's a scary situation. But hopefully not as scary as when he had it in LA. Of course, it's been diagnosed, and yeah, that's just uh, you, you can't take a chance. He gets two weeks and then, easily, and and then Ronald Cunha goes down. 
Yeah, a little bit. He's got a foot bruise, but right now there's no fracture. He had the MRI the other day. And, um, you know, it's day-to-day right now. I would not be surprised to see him maybe get in, you know, if he's feeling good, running a little bit, maybe taking a bit of BP, maybe coming in uh, as a, you know, late-inning replacement or getting some pitch-hitting action against the Cincinnati Reds this weekend. But you got to keep an eye on it because you know how special he is as a player and everything that he's gone through with his injuries in, you know, on the offseason, really. So. And, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting uh, what goes on with the Braves with their injuries. Uh, you know, last year we had to deal with uh, Mr. Kuna being out the whole year. So I think the yep. Braves handle it very well. I think this team this year is made up to handle the injuries a little better than last year. Yeah, they really have. And I mean, you see a lot of depth. I mean, pieces that have come up and you've lost a lot of big pieces throughout the season. And I mean, you're looking at, you know, a guy like, you know, Ozzy Albis, he fractures his foot, a freak thing. You know, you're looking at mid-August at the earliest with him. And uh, but you could be getting some depth back, you know, in the outfield, of course, you know, Eddie Rosario. Uh, he is right now scheduled to be in Gwinnett. His um, rehab assignment would end on 714 if he stayed out there the entire time. You could bring him back before them due to league rules. So he could provide you some depth in the outfield, and of course, in that lineup. But, you know, it, of course, it's a matter of timing with him, especially, you know, when you deal with something like double vision. All right. Well, the only thing we could say is the Braves, with the injuries, are still having a lot of success in the month of June. Okay, I'm going to start with a player first. I mean, what can you say about Travis Darnout? I mean, I mean, nine extra base hits, five homers, four doubles in his last 10 games while batting 341 with 12 RBIs over that stretch. I would say he picked it up while Albies went out. Yeah, it's just it. You found different guys throughout the lineup. You look at a guy like Travis Darno, you don't expect to see that from your eight or nine hitter, especially your catcher, you know, coming into his walk here right now. He is really produced at the plate. He's on a heater, giving him some offense. And, of course, you can't say enough about Matt Olson, another big two-home run game last night that led to the victory over Philly, you know, and they're continuing right now. I believe they're in the fifth inning right now. So, of course, this is a series you want to take. But another big game for Matt Olson. But, yeah, you can't say enough. Uh, I'm sorry? 2-1 2-1 Braves. Yep, 2-1 Braves right now. Yeah, I, bottom of the fourth. Yeah, I don't want to date it, but there you go. But, yeah, Braves are holding tight right now. But, yeah, Travis Darno, great week. And, I mean, he's getting it done behind the plate. And uh, you can't say enough for a guy that, you know, especially when you have a big lineup, when you have guys at the top of the lineup that are setting the table, you have just as much power and consistency and, and at the bottom of your lineup in the eight and nine spots. I mean, you know, they moved Dansby to the leadoff hitter. Olsen's hot. I mean, so it's it's just it's just coming all about it. it you know, it's it, it's unbelievable. All about and, depth, uh, coach. Uh, I'll make this quick, just so the Braves fans know. 2019, okay, in 2019, uh, the Braves that's the Braves hit the 20 game mark for the first time since 1960. In 1960, the Braves won went 22 and 11 in June. They did. They did. Because we had double headers back then. Yeah, and that's just it. Very little double headers this month. Of course, the game's changed a little bit. Uh, well, wait till we see all these double headers come August. I'll, I'll tell you that. But yeah, really successful month for the Braves, and they really kickstarted it faster than I thought they would. And with adversity, but you are going to get a lot of these players back, hopefully in July and August. All right, two minute drill right here. We'll finish up on the Braves chop. Go. Cool. Okay, I did a little. Uh... I call it Carl's Corner on my show on Saturday mornings. Uh, to end the show, that's where I do a little editorial about something special. And the, the special thing was Freddie Freeman. Okay. 
Freddie Freeman didn't want to leave the Braves, but he left the Braves. Okay. I think Freddie Freeman is a class act. I think Freddie Freeman is, is, is a brave uh, hall of famer, but I gotta be honest with you, Kyle. I think it was a little overdone. Okay. I uh, let me finish. He had the choice. He had the choice of siding with the Braves or going with the Dodgers. And like I said, on Saturday, the Braves went out and signed Matt Olson. I guess that was the, the straw that broke the cow's back. And he went to the Dodgers. Now, in the long run, we found out the last two days, he got rid of his agents because the agents didn't tell him that the Braves deal was better than the Dodger deal. Yeah, this was dirty, and he would have stayed with the Braves. He hired his representation, Casey Close, uh, who's actually a very notable agent in the world of baseball, and uh, really did him dirty. I mean, the more I read the article, he never would have left. So there is a lot of bitterness. There's some hurt feelings, but also you kind of have to find the balance between I got to go out and do my job for my new team, the best team in the National League right now, and also deal with the fact you're not a Brave anymore. I hate the way that it happened. I think he should have been a Brave for his career. But, I mean, that's – I I am I'm shocked, but I know this happens, and it's business. They went for the big payday as far as agents go. I don't believe Freddie Freeman ever would have left in Atlanta if this had been brought to light. I agree with you. So uh, enough of the crying. Like you said, become a big boy now. You signed and you're playing for the Dodgers. Do we, even though he's been on a tear. He was voted. He was the NL player of the week last week. He's still doing his job. He still was emotional. He's still a stud, and he's getting it done right. with a great ball club. You're doing with right. the best ball club in the National League right now. But enough, close. enough is enough. Let's move on. Okay, yes. that's the end of inning number two, Braves Chop. Okay, I know we're running a little over here, so we're going to go a little quickly into inning number three. But once again, you're listening to the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Bobasi, and, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the coach's network. And, uh, Kyle, in the Soundgarden this Saturday is it's Carpool. Carpool, eh? That's who's playing this weekend in the Soundgarden. Friday night, we got Dropkick Kirk. Turbo, and then on Saturday night, we got carpool for the 4th of July weekend. And you know who carpool is, right? You're going to have to help me out on that one. Carpool. Think of a band that had the name Car. How about the Cars? There you go. <laughs> I was about to say, she dreams in stereo. There yeah, you she go. does. She does. Tribute to the Cars. Great band. Okay, Friday night is Dropkick Turbo. I'm looking at their Eventbrite page right now. Go get your tickets at Eventbrite. They'll be just what you needed. Yeah, I know. All right, inning number three. We're going to go through this quick. Let's talk about the local guys that are the local guy that's in the Major League Baseball, the local guys that are trying to make it to Major League Baseball. And, of course, it's always bananas time, no matter where you are in the United States. All right, so let's start off with our man in the majors from South Effingham High School, Middle Georgia College, with the one from Oakland. I think he went from Boston to Oakland. Now he's with Arizona. Boston draft pick, yeah. J.B. Wendelkin. So let's hear his stats there, buddy. I've stepped over you for the probably the 15th time on tonight's show, but J.B. drafted by the Red Sox, came up with the Oakland A's, was DFA, got a chance with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two and one, picked up his second win of the year. He's always out of the bullpen, 445 ERA through 28 games played. Three appearances last week, pretty clean all the way through. Except uh, for Sunday. Yeah, he got knocked around a little bit. But he managed to get around a two-run bomb, was able to lock it down in the fifth and sixth inning uh, with three strikeouts and one error. 
excuse me, in one walk in uh, inning and two thirds. But prior to that, really clean stuff. Only oh, one yeah. error prior to that. On the yep. 22nd, he pitched against at San Diego. I mean, in coming in, you know, with a team that's struggling right now, but he's getting some late inning work and he's primarily pitching the seventh and eighth inning. But he came in as a stopper on the 26th against Detroit, inning and two-third, like I mentioned. Other than the home run, he held it down, was credited with the win. Overall, he's had a really successful month. And for a team that is not expected to contend, he's the kind of stopper um, that you need in that bullpen. And, of course, he was injured earlier in the year, but he's had a really solid month of June. Yeah, and then so just to make it uh, simple, June 3rd against Pittsburgh, he gave up three runs, three earned runs. Now, June uh, 26, he gives up two earned runs. In between there, eight games, eight appearances, no earned runs. So Nothing. He's been pretty solid. J.B. Wendelkin, he's still out there with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, we go to AAA. Tyler Bachelor, since May 20th, has been on the IL list with a sore elbow. So uh, I talked to Dom Damasi uh, today, who's also on the DL list. Oh, sorry. Sorry, the IL injured list. list. The injured list. There you the go. IL <laughs> list. The injured list in the Atlantic independently. He's also got uh, some problems with his shoulder. So he said, yeah, Tyler hasn't been back yet. So that leaves us with one lone guy trying to make it. He's playing in the Atlantic independently. They converted him to a star- starter, Ryan Lawler. So he's got a record of three and two, but his ERA is up to 7.23. He's been giving up some bombs lately. But what's amazing is, He's pitched in 37 innings, and he struck out 43 batters with only 19 strikeouts. His whip is a 1.58. There's always an inning two where he gives up the long ball. Yeah, you're going to see that a lot, especially in a league where you're facing guys that have played at different levels. And, of course, Ryan, you know, he topped out in the Chicago Cubs organization, you know, in AAA with Iowa. But the fact that he's pitched 18 games, he's started five games. Two or three of the starts have been pretty solid right now. You're going to strike out a lot of guys with the arsenal he has, but he still has the penchant for giving up the long ball. And But they are going to still trot him out there. He is still going to go out there and eat up innings for the Dirty Birds. And, I mean, that's what he wants to do. He wants to showcase himself, see what I can do, work on these pitches, find a way, keep it down in the zone, kid. Don't be throwing this stuff right down Broadway. But uh, glad that he's healthy and he's getting a shot in the independent league, and we'll see how it goes. All right, that's the local guys, okay? We know, we've been saying it the last two weeks, Josh Reddick has retired from the Mexican League. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go out to Australia, Australia, right? Yeah, he had a chance to go out with Perth in the uh, Australian He signed baseball. the contract. He did sign the contract, so we'll see if that continues. But a uh, long-time major league career, but it looks like he's hanging up the spikes presently. Time to be a daddy. All right. Time to be a dad. Time to talk about the Coastal Plain League, the Savannah Bananas. They're 20 oh, and 6. They got the best record so far the whole season. First half clinches. They got the first half first place, so they'll be in the Pettit Cup Championship for the Coastal Plain League, defending their title. But, uh, you know, they're going to have to worry about uh, last year's uh, team they played, the Moorhead City Marlins. They're off to a 19-6 and six start. They also clinched. So can you say maybe a rematch in the Pettit Cup Championship there, buddy? I would love to see a back-to-back. And the fact that they both clinched, I mean, really only one game difference uh, as far as the records go, but uh, both with six losses, 19 wins for Moorhead, a very strong team with a lot of really talented guys that are probably going to get drafted as well. It was so great for last week. Last week during this show, the Bananas were playing. They were able to clinch the first half CPL West division, getting themselves a shot in the Pettit Cup. But a really good week for the Nanners, 5-1. Uh, and one. 
the only game they lost was a team that's kind of had their number. They lost against Forest, Forest City on Monday night, but they were able to get it back versus Macon. And, of course, they're taking on the Wilmington Sharks right now up in Wilmington. And they got a big week coming up. Uh, of course, 4th of July weekend, they're going to take on Florence at home. They're going to head back up. Got to head back up and play the Macon Bacon. Going to come back home for a little home cooking against Lexington County. And they're going to be playing 4th of July, Monday, up the road again at Macon. I mean, they've played, I think that it's like 24 games in 27 days. It's been unbelievable. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, hot players. Drew Yanesta, uh, he's right now, Yanesta, he was, uh, I had my stats here. Where are they? Yanesta, he's batting 303. You got, uh, what's his name? Armando Becerra. Okay. Yep. He's batting 346. You got Bo Brewer. He's batting 342. So you got some hot bats there. Also on the mound, this is what I find fascinating. Okay. Let me get my pitching stats here. I want you to tell you about this guy. Uh, where is he? Uh, Nolan Daniel. Yes. 16 innings pitched and has not given up a run yet. Yeah. He was also earlier in the season, I believe earlier this month, he was named the CPL player pitcher of the week. Uh, that guy continues to go out there and just be a stud. He's a senior at Purdue, Big Ten school, really talented guy, and he's really shining for the Nanners. And Jared Donaldson, okay? Jared Donaldson, uh, who, uh, believe it or not, played at Purdue, okay? And he's going to go and wind up uh, – no, he's going from Georgia Southwestern to play at Purdue. No, that's that's not – that's wrong. Yeah, Jared Donaldson, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, Nolan, no you're on it. You got this. No, 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 no. Nolan Daniel played at Purdue, okay? Jared right. Donaldson is, was out of Georgia Southwestern. Right, right. now he's 5-0 and with an ERA of 1.28. He's finally over that one – run ERA, but this kid might get looked up uh, in the, in the uh, MLB draft coming up. Yeah, he definitely will. I mean, you're going to see a lot of guys. If you come out to Grayson stadium over here, over this, you know, next month here, you're going to see guys get, you know, you're going to see radar guns out there. You're going to see major league teams keeping an eye on guys like these, especially if you have a team that is loaded with college seniors finishing up their last year of uh wood bat league, summer league bowl. Absolutely. So there we have it, the Bananas. What's going on? 24 games in 27 days. Uh, just remember, they'll be playing uh, this weekend, uh, July 4th. Uh, Monday, they're going to be up in um, Macon. Yep. No, so uh, no, yeah, you'll be up there. All right. Well, yeah, come so, on out on Saturday night. You'll definitely see some fireworks at Grayson. All right, so uh, that's the third inning. We went through it quick. You're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach called the Boston, of course, Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the Coach's Corner Network. And this Saturday in the Soundgarden is Carpool. Tribute to the cars, okay? Name some songs there, buddy. I was about to say uh, Lives in Stereo, uh, Just What You Needed. I mean, there's tons of them. So, uh, one I of like the, the nightlife, baby. Yes, one of the biggest bands in the 80s. Let's go. Right? They were in the 80s, weren't they? Big pile of 80s right there, coach. <laughs> Big pile of 80s right there. All right, yeah. last inning. Let's get this done. It's trivia time. No help from Angela. No help from Angela. No, she's not even in the room. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> he doesn't help me with this. <laughs> but let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Right. right now, we've done this 11 times this year, 11 shows. Uh, it's five for the uh, Fanatic, three for the coach, and three ties. Okay. You went first last week. So um, I, well, sorry, I went first last week. So you go first this week. So my first question. Okay. I always have a theme. You'll figure it out once I give this to you. 
who has played in the most Major League Baseball All-Star games, because All-Star games coming up. Everybody go out there and vote for the Braves. And, of course, you want to vote for your Cubbies. Uh, so Maybe. who has played in the most All-Star games, and how many times was he selected? Uh, I'm going to go with Willie Mays in 24. Okay. Wrong guy. Come on. Hank Aaron, 24 games. He was selected 25 times there, buddy. <laughs> Come on. All right. All right bottom, bottom of the first. Remember, we played two innings. Oh, that just makes me so mad. All right. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know why. Just because, you know, the Yankees are on such a tear. I just, I like to try to stump you and just see how big of a Yankee fan you really are. But, you I know, I've you been down here 27 years and I've been following, of course, the Braves. But go ahead. Don't lie to the children. You still love the Yankees. I Here's do my love first Yankees. question. All right. Other I than love, Mariano, I love your favorite baseball player, Mr. Rizzo. But go ahead. Well, there you go. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go cry after this is done, but that's right. not why you called. All right. Other than Mariano Rivera, the Yankees have had three pitchers with 40 plus saves. Give me one. Who's Gossage? Nope. I lost. So. Okay. I mean, you're going to give me second chances. I'll give you three guesses. You're going to give me three guesses. No, I'll give you two more shots to get it because there's three guys that did it. I'm not going to give you multiple choice, anything like that. So Sparky you know Lyle. Nope. And you said Mariano Rivera, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> and they and they had 40 saves other than Mariano? Yeah. There's three Yankee players that did it. Can you name me one of them? I just... Sparky Lyle and, of course, Goose Gossage were, were my uh, youth days. Your youths, yes. My youths. God, who else would it be? I, I, I don't know anybody else. All right. It would have been Dave Brighetti, John Wetland, or Rafael Soriano. There you go. All right. So, no oh, score. Rafael Soriano was a relief pitcher. Yeah. Okay. I know Wetland and I know I Dave Rigetti, I always think is a starting pitcher, so I always get that one wrong. Well, he started his career as a starter. All right. Continue. All right. Sticking with that same theme, all-star time. Remember, go out there and vote for the Braves. Go out there and vote for the Yankees. If uh, you got any cubbies you want on the all-star? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, get out of here. It's Wilson Contreras. Okay. I knew you were going to say Contreras. Okay. All That's right. It's the only one that makes sense. Who has hit the most home runs? Before the All-Star break, name how many and what year? Most home runs for the All-Star. I'm not going to get this. That white flag with the blue W is flying outside my house on Wellington Island. I want you to know I'm just glad you bought the flag. That makes sense. I won last week, so it's flying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Oh. McGuire, you're, you're going to kick yourself in the behind when you get the answers. But go ahead. Uh, Got to guess. It's not very Bonds, is it? Yeah, that's half right. Uh, How many had... and what year? How many and what year? 36 and 2001. Ooh, you missed by three home runs. Oh my gosh. 39. It was 39. 39 in 2001. Oh. Oh. 
All right. I get a chance to get a chance to keep the flag. All right. All right. I'm sticking with the Yankees tonight just because it's what I know I you want to make me look bad, but keep on going with the Yankees. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. 1998, the Yankees won 114 games. What starting pitcher led the team with victories? 1998, 1998, 1998, 1998. Hmm. Led the team in victories, victories, victories. Uh, yeah. This is this isn't my answer. I'm just thinking about starting pitches in '98. You had Clemens. Uh, who else was in that starting rotation? Who else was in that starting rotation? Well, it was uh, a good one. Ninety-eight, okay, and they won the World Series, right? Uh, yeah, they did. By uh, wasn't even close, right? Uh, who were the best pitchers on that team? Who else pitched for the Yankees in '98? Posada was a catcher. He definitely Rap- was. Right, uh, Rivera was the closer. Posada was the catcher. Uh, Derek Jeter played. Okay, so Clemens. Uh, okay, uh, Pettit. Did the fat guy throw a no hitter that season? Wells. He did. Yes. David Cohn, Hideki. Uh, what was his name? Hideki Robbie and Hernandez. Orlando. The Duke. Yeah, the Duke. Yeah. So that was your staff. So that was good. You got your old staff. Who are you going to pick? It's probably not the obvious. It's probably not the obvious. All right. I get one guess, right? Yep. One guess. I wonder, did they didn't pitch no hitters in the same year, right? Cohen and Wells, did they? I don't know if they pitched him in the same year. I'd have to go back and double check. That feels right. And I know, I know, Cone was damn good. So was Wells. And I know, I know, I know they battled back and forth. That and, whole uh, staff was nasty. Pettit was, uh, you know, of course, the, the the steroid man. All right, I'm gonna do this because it's either Wells or Cone. And I really didn't care for Wells because he was just like Babe Ruth, out of shape and getting by. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Andy Pettit. Wow. David Cohn, 20 wins. Uh-uh. How many did uh, Wells have? Oh, geez. I think Wells had 16. Well, Pettit was right there with him. Yeah, that whole staff had close to 20 wins that year. All right, tiebreaker, quick. We've already gone over big time here. Tiebreaker. Go. You go, you go first. So here it is. Who is the oldest player to play in a Major League Baseball game and who was the youngest player to play in a Major League Baseball game? Okay, the oldest player to play in a Major League Baseball game is Satchel Paige. How old was he? Uh, he was 59 years old with a 65 Kansas City Athletics. He was 57. Uh, major Leagues. Major Leagues. Yeah, that's what he I said. He was 57. And his, his age has been disputed. But it was a well, I got him as 47, but go ahead. Okay. At any rate, the youngest, that was 1944 Cincinnati Reds, Joe Nuxall. How old? 15. You sure about that one? I'm going to guarantee you that. I'd call up old Nuxie, but he's dead. 
You sure it wasn't Dwight Gooden at 19 years of age? The youngest, the youngest player? Who was the oldest player to play in a Major League Baseball game, and who was the youngest? Yeah, I did. I, I got Satchel Page 47 and Dwight Gooden 19. No, Joe Nuxall pitched in a Major League game in 1944 during the war for the Cincinnati Reds. Look up his stats. Holy smokes, that was bad. I'm right, spell, Coach. I know I'm name? right. How do you spell his last name? N-U-X-H-A-L-L. Nuxy. N-U-X-H-A-L-L. Nuxall. And he ended up being a really good pitcher for the Reds in the 50s and was a great longtime broadcaster for the Reds. <laughs> yeah. I got a program I can show you. He threw two-thirds of the ninth inning in an 18 nothing loss to St. Louis. Uh, yeah, and it was a 67 ERA. Wow. The, All right, I the, guess where, where I'm getting my trivia questions, they don't know what they're talking about. That's okay. Well, you know what that means. Go kiss your sister. All right, sounds good. <laughs> hey, that felt good. That was good. Right. It was it was good trivia. It was good so trivia. What are we? Night. We're five, three, and four. Okay. Right. You're getting tougher. I don't know. I just really love that question because I've known that since I was a kid and I love that stat. Oh, I've heard the name Joe Knuckles, but I didn't think he was the youngest. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. I agree. Somebody drove him. So I don't know. I don't know how I got Dwight Gooden out of that. Maybe it might have been in the modern era, but the modern era was during the 40s, too. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, we're stuff. out of here. Don't forget. At uh, Coach's Corner, Friday night, we got Dropkick Turbo. Yes. Go check it out. $10, Eventbrite. And then on Saturday night, we got Carpool. That's right, Carpool, tribute band to the cars. Go have a good time. Go check it out. You're always going to have a good time in the Sound Garden. You're always going to have a good time at Coach's Corner. Go out there and check them out. It's going to be some great music this weekend. And once again, like I say every week, say a prayer for all those people in the Ukraine. Say a prayer for the crazy things that are happening in the United States of America. Hopefully it's going to get better. But like we say every week, sports just takes us out of that pain, makes us forget about it for a little while. Yep. We're happy to be a fun distraction for a little bit of time for you folks. So thanks for tuning in. Okay, baseball fanatic. So what are you going to do if you're going out there tomorrow or Friday or Saturday? What are you going to do? Always hit it out of the park. And until we speak to you next week, maybe what? Your best week ever. All right. Have a good one. Enjoy the 4th of July. God bless. And, uh, and hopefully... We'll be talking to you next Wednesday night. Let's do it. Take care, Coach. And you know the saying there, buddy. Play ball. Play ball.